Welcome to the Kiwi Wedding Podcast. My name is Lydia. I'm your host and photographer based in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland. This is episode 21. It's our 21st, guys. I can't quite believe it. And this is going to be the very last episode for 2023. But we will be back in the new year with so much good content. I already have some exciting stories lined up. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has listened, followed us on Instagram and supported the podcast so far. We only started in August and it has had so much momentum and great response so far. So I can't wait to continue that for you. And a huge thank you to all of our guests as well for being so open, vulnerable, sharing your stories, the ups and downs that come with wedding planning and vendors and all the amazing advice we've heard as well. It is so valuable and I'm loving the feedback that everyone is loving it as well. We will be taking a two-week break for Christmas and New Year's and back with a new episode on January the 9th. I'm really committed to being consistent with this podcast, so it is hard for me to even stop it. I already have a few episodes backed up, recorded that I'm itching to share, but yeah, we need to have a little holiday, guys. It is wedding season. I'm busy photographing some beautiful weddings and away for one special one in South Island in January, but the podcast will continue back on January 9th and showing up weekly as always. I'll pop on Instagram a little bit over the break, so feel free to send me a message. I'll share a few clips and I really encourage you to go back and catch up on all the episodes if you haven't already. There's so many good ones and different types of weddings to hear about, so I really recommend that. Feel free to slide into the DMs at the Kiwi Wedding Podcast on Instagram with any questions, people that you want to hear from, whether that's couples or vendors, or nominate yourself or your friend to come on the podcast. There's no shame in it. We want to share all different types of stories. Please get in touch. I love to chat and I'm always active over on Instagram. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's with your friends and family. If you are getting engaged, guys, this is engagement season. So I know that a lot of you are going to be coming back next year with a ring on your finger. Good luck. Congratulations in advance. And I can't wait to share more with you in 2024 and go along this journey with you. Today we have a vendor episode to wrap things up. I chatted with the lovely Brogan Scott. She is first and foremost an artist and designer. She's a super talented creative working in the wedding space, designing stationery, signage, websites, all those things that are kind of the look and feel for your day. We chat through how she got started, what services she offers for weddings, and also about her amazing workshops that she runs. Stationery and design can often be overlooked in weddings, but I feel like it is a really important part of it and sets the tone for your day even before it happens. So I know you guys are going to love this one. We chat through some trends that we are seeing in the upcoming season. You might get a few ideas from this, so listen right to the end and make sure you go and check out Brogan's work. Her website is broganscottstudio.com or she's Brogan Scott Studio on Instagram as well. Again, thank you for listening. Merry Christmas and enjoy episode 21 with Brogan. Hi Brogan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Hello, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. So excited to chat. You are a wedding vendor and very talented, creative person. Um, 
Hermax Stationery. So to start off with, if you could just tell me a bit about you, um, where you grew up, your background, how you got started into um, your career and business to, yeah, where you are today. Yeah, so um, I am born and bred in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. So I've kind of been here my whole life. I did have a wee little stint over in London, as I feel all kind of Kiwis tend to do after uni um but yeah I studied art at art school I went to Elam which I really enjoyed and was super fun and then from there I did obviously went to um lived in the UK but I was never kind of wasn't sure if I was going to kind of do art as a career I didn't kind of like the idea of being a full-time artist um I always found it seemed quite lonely or kind of um, a bit different, kind of working for a gallery in some sort. So um, yeah, from going to the UK, kind of did nannying, very much just had fun, and then ended up coming back to New Zealand after two years, and then worked um, full-time working for a company called Paint Vine. So we did kind of paint classes across Aotearoa, and then I was a general manager for there for four years. But uh, then kind of decided... I kind of needed to move on, try something new and decided to kind of take that leap into working for myself full time. Um, my amazing friend, Michelle, who works for um, Noelle Design, she actually was kind of looking for a watercolour artist to help out with her stationery. She does the most amazing hand-drawn calligraphy. So I was doing some work with her and then I was kind of like, oh, this could be kind of a cool avenue to explore. I wasn't quite sure like what to get into. I'm like not a trained designer. I'm definitely more a fine art kind of artist. Um, but yeah, so I took kind of that leap and went to work part-time. And then from there, I was really enjoying it. Um, I got lots of work slowly. It kind of grew very organically, which I was very lucky about. And um, then last year in July, I kind of took the leap and decided to kind of do it full-time. And here I am now. So very lucky, really. <laughs> Lots of hard work, though. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, I also had a stint nannying in London, such a rite of yeah. um, passage for <laughs> Kiwis. <laughs> it's it really so good. Is. And then, yeah, awesome that you've um, taken the leap to do your own business and you're thriving. I see your work pop up everywhere and it's so beautiful. So did you kind of straight away get into like weddings and doing like invitations and signage um, wedding stationery and what kind of services do you offer for weddings yeah so it kind of like I said it grew quite organically and um, me and, my, and Michelle we did a wedding for a friend's um, sister her name's um, Alex um, Stone and she's Alex's Kitchen Stories she's kind of a big food influencer she also lives in um, the UK so we did her wedding stationery and from them it kind of really popped off which we were very lucky about um so that was definitely a huge help to kind of get my name out there especially people in different countries as well which I've been really fortunate working with brides um all across the world but I guess yeah the services I could do is bespoke and custom wedding stationery and signage so there's kind of how I kind of break it in is like pre-wedding stationery on the day wedding stationery and then um post-wedding stationery so pre-wedding stationery is like the save the date, invitation suites, wedding websites, and then on the day stationery is your welcome signs, menus, uh, place cards, even like people are now doing like matchboxes, napkins, like all very custom signage. And then that um, post-wedding stationery is obviously those little thank you cards to kind of send thanks to all your guests afterwards. 
So cool. I love that. Um, yeah, just right through the journey, all the touch points that you can provide. And um, yeah, we were just chatting before pushing record that you've just been on an amazing trip in Europe and just like living and working there for a while. So it's so cool that you can just service people worldwide now and um, work designing, yeah, online and designing for weddings that way. So Super cool. Can you talk a bit about the whole process with wedding stationery and yeah, kind of the timeline of how much in advance people need to book and yeah, what that whole process looks like leading up to their wedding? Yeah, so um, I guess obviously the earlier the better. I feel like um, once you're kind of locked in that venue, that's kind of when you want to get your safer dates out or get your inv- invitations out. Um, I even recommend just like the moment you get engaged to kind of start contacting a wedding stationery designer. I feel like the amount of emails I get and they're like, kind of like, Oh, I'd love you to design my stationery. I'm like, Oh, when do you want it out? They're like, Oh, the next couple of weeks. I'm just like that. Unfortunately is just such a hard deadline to work towards. So I definitely feel like the first kind of person you should really be reaching out to is obviously like a wedding planner. And, a, and um, if you're going down that route in a venue, but definitely a wedding stationery designer, because the stationery is essentially the first thing your guests are going to see and it really does um, lock in the tone of your wedding day. So um, it depends on kind of what you want guests to kind of expect and kind of how you want them to kind of kind of imagine what your wedding day is going to look like and that's really going to be played out in the design of your wedding stationery. So if you're thinking for like a really fun, um, colourful kind of wedding or something that's maybe a little bit laid back or um, we can really... T- tailor that kind of styling with the handwritten wording and then obviously the illustration so my kind of illustration work kind of goes around mostly watercolor I'd say that's my most popular but then I've also kind of got the really beautiful like modern black calligraphy um hand sketchy designs very like not very perfect I'd say my watercolor kind of style is very like perfectly imperfect it's um not kind of very polished it's very much hand done it's very um I guess a lot of people kind of say whimsical or ethereal um it's kind of just very playful and I guess that's kind of my style and my work is that I don't really overthink the process it's very natural it's very organic and I guess that kind of shines through yeah I definitely depend like recommend locking and pre-wedding stationery on the day stationery at the same time obviously it's very hard to kind of envision what your on-the-day stationery will look like because that styling and planning kind of goes closer to the time of the day. But I um, find it a lot easier to kind of lock everything in at once. And if you do lock in your um, pre-wedding stationery and your on-the-day stationery at the same time, I offer my clients now a 10% discount on those on-the-day items because that just means there's not so much back and forth and it kind of just saves our time. Because I feel like with, I'm sure brides know, the email threads can be long. <laughs> Totally. Oh, so cool. And so how does that process work when someone comes to you? Um, do they, do you ask them to send you like a mood board or do they usually, they've seen your work and they love it and they're like, we want something like this. Um, obviously finding out what their venue is will kind of inform the style of it a bit, I can imagine. But yeah, what does that sort of creative side look like? Yeah, it's definitely like the location of the venue is always such like a massive influence, especially when people are kind of dealing with destination weddings. I feel like they take the styling a lot on where that wedding is taking place. I always kind of request to get some like mood boards or even just screenshots of Instagram of kind of how they envision their wedding stationery to look like on the day. 
and this kind of just helps me with kind of concepts I've got in the back of my head or just really kind of like styling ideas which is really helpful but um, obviously all kind of everyone's got like a different idea and it's quite hard to kind of nail down like pricing or um, I remember when I first kind of started I was doing a big kind of pricing and packages pdf and then I just kind of was kind of giving them the prices and then they'd kind of take those prices and maybe take them somewhere else so then now it's very much like a bespoke package um and we have lots of conversations I always have a free um zoom consultation with all the brides and to kind of like go over all the on the day items and pre-wedding um items as well but um yeah there's with the whole process um obviously there is a bit of back and forth I guess with the creative process it's not so much I'm not going to design everything and then kind of give it to them and then that's it um my kind of process is very um very organic I kind of um there's no limit of edits or no changes really um the only thing is if there's like a full redesign after we've approved a sketch but um yeah so but to avoid that I always give clients little digital sketches of kind of what I'm envisioning so then we can edit those before I go in with the watercolor yeah that's so cool so it's a little bit of a collaborative back and forth process so you're on the same page but um yeah just capturing their whole mood and style for the wedding that's so good and like you said it's a very um bespoke service and I imagine every client is a little bit different with what they (laughs) require and how much work goes into it so yeah super hard to um give like a just one-off price for it and um yeah I know with photography sometimes just pricing stuff is so annoying that part of the (laughs) process is there like a sort of budget you would recommend for people to set aside for their stationery I don't know if you can talk about like a ballpark figure or give an example of yeah how much on like an average spend would be for that part of their wedding yeah I guess um with the price I guess it is like you said really based on the per person it depended on the style that they're after uh, like, for example, watercolor is going to take a lot longer than like a digital kind of sketch illustration. But um, I guess with budget, it depends on kind of how many what items you're after. I price all mine a la carte. So um, it's not like an overall price. It's all just price per item. Uh, so, for example, for a single sided invite with an illustration and digital handwritten wording, that's around 500 New Zealand dollars. And then on the day stationary, I recommend kind of budgeting around 2000 New Zealand dollars. Um, but these prices are exclusive of printing um, because I'm an artist and designer at foremost. I, I outsource all my printing. So I use really amazing printers located all across New Zealand, Australia and the UK and the US. So I've got kind of, um, I guess, partner printers across the world. So all my pricing is exclusive and then um, I don't add on top of that printing price. All I do is add a management fee. Um, so then it's all kind of very clear cut for the bride to kind of see where the pricing goes. And then also another kind of, I guess, um, pricing point is obviously the different types of printing styles that you can do. You've got like letter press, embossing, digital. People are now very much into like doing die cut custom shapes, which is really fun. Uh, so yeah, with with pricing, it's really hard to kind of finalize like one price. It's just so many different components that um, affect it. Yeah, that gives people a good idea though. Yeah, it's definitely something I think more people should invest in and yeah, actually using someone that is a um, 
artists not just getting like a template offline because it really does make a difference to the whole vibe of the day and it's in your photos and um, it's like a cool keepsake that you can keep afterwards from your wedding. I think if, if people just encourage them to get in touch with you or yeah, think about using a um, designer and not leave it as an afterthought up to like a couple of weeks before the wedding, get in touch in advance <laughs> and um, <laughs> like we said, get onto it as quick as you can. Are there any like misconceptions people have um, about getting custom design for their wedding? I guess like one would be that it might not be important. I feel like stationery is, um, I guess definitely like an up and coming kind of item that's in the um on the day kind of styling and everything but as I mentioned earlier the wedding station really sets the tone and feel of your wedding day before it even happens so um guess get your save the date out kind of around a year before the wedding takes place and then perhaps it invites around six months before it takes place so it's definitely a lead up and it definitely kind of tells people how the day is going to like pan out so if you're kind of wanting people to really dress up and you want it to kind of know people to like show them that it's going to be quite a formal and like um, big kind of day then you want to kind of set that tone in the wedding stationery design and that kind of just shows you that there's that wow factor and so the guests know it's a big deal and they're really gonna um, dress up because I know like there's a lot of times at weddings it's you put black tie you put formal and there's still people wearing the short sleeve shirts and like short dresses but um, so I feel like the stationery definitely helps with that kind of communication um, and definitely it doesn't even have to be down to stationery. I've been w working on lots of wedding websites now, which has been really fun. And um, I think wedding websites now with everyone kind of living in different cities and different countries all the time, they're just such an easy way to get information to people. Um, and there's wedding websites. You can get all your RSVP information straight to a Google sheet, which is really, really helpful. So um, it's all sent straight to your inbox and then that sheet straight away. So there's no kind of, little cards having to get sent or people sending you text messages or emails and kind of keeping track of everything. And um, the good thing with those wedding websites is that you can also add information to it as it gets confirmed. So a lot of people, when they send out the invites, they have to have everything finalized and all like the transport and all that details updated. But then yeah, with those wedding websites, you can kind of slowly update it as you go and you've got everyone's email addresses so you can send them like a quick ping being like, check the, the um, wedding website, like update and transport and all that kind of stuff. And it's um, quite a fun way to like add the illustrations on there as well. So good. Definitely um, both go hand in hand just for those last minute updates. And then, yeah, having the like beautiful stationery pre and on the day. The good thing with the stationery is it also makes like really beautiful keepsakes. Like the amount of times um, I go to like friends' houses um, and then I kind of see menus with their names on it or I've seen like heaps of my menus kind of or my invites that my friends have received that I've designed for other people's weddings, which is really cool. So it is a really nice keepsake for your guests, especially um, if you're kind of doing like say a menu with guest names at the top or like a really beautiful die cut flower with a guest name there. It's something that they can take home and like treasure which is really beautiful and um, I've been lucky enough to do really beautiful venue illustrations of lots of beautiful um, wedding venues and then people have been doing those on the menus itself so it's kind of like a nice little artwork to kind of take home. Such a cool idea and I feel like um, it's not really as much of a thing to do like wedding favours 
anymore I haven't seen that in a while like a little gift on the table at the reception if you don't know what that is but I feel like having yeah the menu or the invite um is like a cool I mean it's like a custom piece of art for them and yeah I'm a super sentimental person so I definitely keep stuff like that especially when it's really beautifully designed Amazing. Is there any um, favorite projects that you have worked on that, yeah, you just look back on in love or, yeah, any like dream ones that you want to create? Um, I guess the one that I kind of look back on with like the biggest like heart eyes would be a wedding that I did in the Cotswolds. So that was a wedding in the Cotswolds last year in September. And that was sort of like my first um, wedding that I'd taken from wedding website we did an amazing beautiful big wedding website because the bride she's um, from Canada and her husband's from New Zealand but they were getting married in the UK so that's where they live so obviously they had people coming from all over the world so they thought a wedding website would be great so I'd never done a wedding website in my life and she was like can you do it and I was like yep sweet like I've built my own websites before like I'm sure I'll be fine um and then from there, we, um, I did the on the day stationery as well. So that was kind of the first wedding I saw from like beginning to end um, and in such a beautiful setting as well, like the Cotswolds, like that place is incredible. Um, and I was actually lucky enough to be in the UK when that wedding took place. So I actually went up and like helped with set up and like saw everything get put together, which was really cool. Um, so I think that will probably be my favorite one I've worked for, which is quite weird. It's like my first one and still my favorite. Um, but I just think it's like such a like nice experience to kind of like be very present and kind of be like, oh, wow, like this is first one. And I feel like when you're kind of starting a business, brides really have to kind of like take a gamble on you, I guess. And, um, and yeah, me and the bride, we got along very well and we like catch up whenever she's in New Zealand. So it's very nice to kind of like keep continuing like those relationships that I do create with the brides because it is so full on like all my email threads that I have with them is like a hundred plus messages like 200 almost like it's just you're constantly talking to these people I guess like every single week for like a year and then like the wedding happens and then it's just like cold turkey (laughs) such a um cool thing that you get to build that relationship with them and then yeah when you get to be there on the day and see all those elements come to life from yeah the website and then to the on the day um stationery definitely and um yeah I guess our current job I'm working on at the moment um is for a couple they're based in the um, US and they're getting married in Lake Como which has always been like a dream um I guess when you're an artist and you're an illustrator just like anything beautiful is just like such a treat to I guess work with and then especially Italy I just spent the last two and a half months living there so um, I've been very influenced by the architecture and the art so that's been so much fun working for the wedding that they're doing and I guess when I was talking to the bride and groom I was kind of asking them is there anything symbolic or is there anything that you particularly want illustrated in any of the stationary items because everything I do is fully bespoke so it's a really great way to kind of bring your personality as a couple through to the stationery, which is really fun. And um, one of her requests was um, she really wanted fish. And because you obviously like Como, there's fish everywhere. So she's like, I really want fish kind of illustrated. And then when they were kind of telling me about their love stories. So whenever I catch up with um, my clients, I always catch up and I always go, can you tell me a bit about your love story? Like how you first met, what you like doing? Because when they do tell me that I can kind of kind of pull out parts and when 
they were telling me how they met they met at band camp um and they both played the oboe so then when we were kind of talking about the design I was like oh like let's do some fish playing the oboe like that'll be really fun <laughs> so for their um welcome drinks card on their invitation suite we've got um a male fish and he's like in like a little tux and he's got um the, the oboe in his hand playing that and then the um female fish she's in a little bride outfit and then she's got like a coupe um champagne glass holding up so that's kind of really playful kind of fun stuff like the rest of their stationery their formal invites very formal but then kind of having these really playful funny moments um just to kind of show the personality of the couple but also kind of tying in the location as well so I'm very very excited to kind of share that design well that sounds amazing and um so <laughs> special to have something so like personalized and that represents them as a couple um that yeah even if it doesn't make sense to other people it's like exactly. their love story and such a cool thing for them to keep as well I love that yeah I think it's like a little easter egg like it doesn't need to make sense to like all your guests it's the stationery is also for you like they're such beautiful keepsakes um like I guess post when the wedding happens and everything the things that you kind of have to remember is obviously the photos and the videos and um now like dried flowers people are doing but and obviously the cake sometimes people freeze cake I think that's the thing (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) but also the stationery like you're gonna have that forever I always recommend kind of printing extra so you've kind of got that and so it is always going to be there it's like kind of the one item post-wedding that you can really keep which is nice yeah so cool and such a cool thing they can keep and show like your kids and your grandchildren like yeah exactly is there um like a favorite um stationary item or must have um wedding stationery that yeah you would if you had to pick one thing what would it be oh I could probably like that's such a hard it's like picking your babies or like your favorite child um I guess like one item that I feel like is very often overlooked um is the welcome sign I feel like I'm always quite surprised when a lot of people don't um, or get, like, book in the welcome sign or they're like, oh, no, we don't need that because I feel like this is going to be the first thing that um, guests see that's kind of first signage and also a first styling item that they see when they enter the grounds. Um, and it's also going to be most likely, if they have it, your most photographed item because when everyone arrives, they're going to be like, oh, my God, the names, and they're going to take a photo of it. And it might be on like on a really beautiful um, easel or it could be like hanging from a tree. There's like now lots of people are printing welcome signs and everything on linen, which is really beautiful. Um, so I feel like that's a very much overlooked um, item for the on the day stationery. And it also, yeah, I would say that would be the one that kind of is a must have, but yeah, definitely overlooked. But then the other must have kind of thing, I would say would be the dinner menu. I just think it really kind of, for a styling point, it really elevates a tablescape. Um, and then if you're having like a sit down reception, people are going to be sitting down for most of the time. So I feel like that's like a really beautiful item to have as well. Such like statement pieces and um, absolutely they're going to be photographed a lot on the day by yeah your photographer and or your guests. So <laughs> cool to yeah. put some thought into them. As well as doing all your um, design work, you also run some workshops. So can you tell us a bit about them and yeah, what people can expect from those? Yeah, so um, my workshops, I'm currently running um, two workshops now. I've actually, I've been running the oil pastel workshops for the past 
I want to say year and a half. And then I've got my first watercolor workshop next week, which is very exciting. It's already sold out, but I've got new dates um, online. But obviously when this podcast is out, it's probably already been and done. Um, but yeah, so the workshops are very, very relaxed. Um, they're kind of like a very fun approach to a new medium with the oil pastels. I've been kind of exploring oil pastels for, for a year or two now. And I just love how um, accessible they are. They're a really approachable medium. Um, obviously all the colors are already mixed. Um, they're really, really beautiful quality. The oil pastels I actually use, you can't buy in New Zealand. So um, it's a very, I have to buy them online, which I absolutely adore. I've done many, many hours kind of exploring all the different pastel options. And these are truly best of the best. When you come to my workshop, they're very dreamy, they're very creamy. And it's, like I said, it's a really fun, relaxed approach when people start. Um, it's kind of, we just do some drawing exercises to familiarize yourself with um, the medium. And then we work towards kind of completing two finished artworks. So the, the workshops themselves lend really well to hen's parties, just because they're not a super skill-based workshop. Like I'm definitely there to guide people and kind of help with color theory, composition, but we're not going to be going like step by step um, so it kind of allows people to still have conversations, still have fun. Um, I can also make them for hen's parties a little bit naughty. You can always do some like maybe like prerogative still life kind of um, displayments with fruit. I've been doing some kind of phallic, um, I guess, um, still life kind of arrangements with bananas and oranges, if that's what people are into. Um, but they are really, really fun. So cool. I want to come to one. They sound like so much fun. And yeah, such a great idea for hens parties or if yeah, you're making a um whole day or weekend out of it, just factoring that in is so cool. So can people um like book you just for like a private workshop and come and do it at their house or um yeah, is that kind of an option? Yeah, so I've always got the public ones where you can purchase tickets through my website, but then I've got the private ones. So those are for like hens do's, um, work events. I do lots of um kind of team work events, which is really fun. And they're all kind of bespoke to the booking. So I can either come on site and host the event at, on site at the house or at the work um office. Or um, I've got an array of kind of partner venues that I work with in the Auckland central area. Um, I can also travel as well. I've done some um, down in Hamilton and I've done some in like Pukekohe, which has been really fun. I did um, a 75th birthday, which was like the most divine and heartwarming experience of my life. <laughs> Everyone was so lovely. Um, but it's they're honestly really fun events that like you don't need any prior art experience. People who begin, they always, at the end of the night, like very surprised at what they've kind of been able to create. I guess when with art, a lot of the time, people kind of overthink the process. And then when, when they're overthinking, that's when they don't feel so confident. And that's when the artwork that they want to make doesn't get created. But I kind of try help like loosen people up. Um, I show them some of my drawing exercises and drawing techniques to kind of get more loose drawings and kind of having less control over the lines that you're making. And then when people kind of discover those new techniques, they're like very, very impressed with themselves, which I absolutely love. Like that's my favorite thing. And especially when I'm kind of getting photos or tagged in photos on Instagram and they've gone home and like bought a frame and now it's like hanging in their house. 
So that's like the end goal for me is for them to like get the artwork framed. (laughs) So cool. I love that. They sound like so much fun. And yeah, I feel like everyone has a little bit of creativity in them, even if they don't think so. So definitely (laughs) for yeah, everyone to um, go along to or book for your pre-wedding celebrations. So you've been involved in a lot of weddings and um, do you have any advice for couples who are planning their wedding at the moment? It can be around stationery or just in general, anything? Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of got three. I like jotted down before we caught up, but um, one would obviously be one that we've already kind of talked about, like don't leave stationery to the last minute, especially if you're kind of going down the bespoke custom route. Um you kind of want to get in touch to discuss design options a couple of months before you even want to get those invites out. That just really allows me or other designers that you're kind of working with to have time to kind of brainstorm and get ideas. Obviously, creativeness doesn't like light up quite quickly sometimes. So it's really nice to kind of have these conversations about styling, like where the wedding is, all that kind of thing, because those elements definitely affect how the stationery will be designed. Like I always ask for the kind of like photos of how they envision their wedding day to look like coming down to like flowers styling like what colors the bridesmaids are going to be wearing so definitely give enough time to get in touch with your designer um and then another one with stationary related would be the seating chart um i really recommend on the day having your seating chart viewable at cocktail hour this kind of just allows guests to kind of go up whenever they're kind of wanting to have a look to see where they're sitting um, I see at a lot of weddings, the seating chart is kind of next to the entrance to the reception. And if that reception area is away from the cocktail area, everyone's just going to end up bottlenecking when they're kind of going in because they have no idea where their name is. They have no idea like the table layout. So, um, yeah, I always recommend kind of having your seating chart on a sign that you can kind of e- easily move from the, from the um, cocktail kind of post-ceremony drinks and then move it to the um, reception area once everyone's kind of moving into that area. And then the third one, honestly, would just have to be food. Like, I'm sure people say this all the time, but like, you can never have too much food at a wedding. <laughs> it's very dangerous if everyone's not fed. So like, I've heard lots of people kind of talking about like grazing platters and stuff at um, the drinks. I mean, at the cocktail hour, I think that's like such a fab idea. I feel like when people are getting like those little canapes around, the caterers only exit and enter on one side. So like those people who are standing around that area are getting very, very well fed. But then like everyone else in the other areas are not. So I feel like, yeah, either grazing table or maybe just telling them to kind of like ditch those people at the entrance and kind of going around more often, I guess. Great advice. You definitely don't want to be hungry or yeah, have your guests hungry at your wedding for sure. I love what you said about the um, seating chart and then, yeah, I think just like logistically thinking about how you move people through spaces or, yeah, take them on a journey, I guess, on your wedding day into the right spots. But, yeah, signage and stationery plays a big part in that and, um, yeah, sort of like giving them instructions, I guess, or um, just like yeah letting them know what's happening where they're sitting so that's really important to think about that aspect for sure are you seeing any trends for the upcoming season um any yeah common things that have been popping up or do you have any predictions of what's to come oh trends I would say yeah I guess with stationary trends um definitely that kind of more bespoke custom look is definitely popping up more 
lots of color um definitely obviously the bridesmaids I feel like bridesmaids like dresses and outfits are definitely kind of becoming more center stage these days um I feel like there's a lot of thought kind of happening into what the bridesmaids are wearing usually it was kind of just like same dress same color and now it's very much like whatever the whatever the bridesmaids really feel comfortable in I think that's the most important thing on the day um there's nothing worse than being a bridesmaid and kind of standing up there and feeling so uncomfortable in the dress that you're wearing um but yeah I think kind of that and also um I've been seeing lots of kind of when people getting married not having the groom's party and the bridal party standing up like having them sitting down to really take in the moment as well because I feel like it's quite hard with the bridesmaids you're kind of off to the side and you're kind of looking around each other's shoulders so I think it's quite nice kind of seeing those weddings how they kind of get allowed to enjoy the ceremony as well still walking down and kind of being that support system for them both but really but being sitting down and then that also allows the bride to kind of look at them as well because when you're getting married and if they're behind you you can't actually see them so you're only kind of looking at the grooms um, and your husband so I think it's nice to kind of have them sitting in front of you so you can kind of have some glances and might have that support there. Absolutely. I love that one. And um, yeah, I hope more people do that. I think there's so many like dated traditions, especially around wedding ceremonies. So just like yeah. rethinking it, like, why do we actually do that? They don't have to stand up there and yeah, that you can actually sit and enjoy it and have eye contact. Like yeah. that's so much better. I love it. I think it's so nice having the, the brides and the grooms um and the I mean the couple really up at the front like by themselves with the celebrant I think that's really beautiful and romantic itself yeah it makes for great photos as well I mean you can do Definitely. whatever you want but yeah it's <laughs> a cool option <laughs> yeah perfect is there anything um yeah I guess just like customized stationery is becoming more popular hopefully will continue to and just um people putting a bit more thought into that getting things personalized and yeah is there any other like trends in the stationery side that you're seeing yeah I'd say trends in the stationary side would definitely be kind of those die cut shapes I think they're really fun and kind of adds a little bit of playfulness in the invitation suite so like when everything's obviously rectangle or square like having like a card that circle or like I did one um wedding what was it um they were getting married in Noosa and it was a beautiful beach wedding and we did place cards and then the place cards were like little shapes cut out in lobsters and shells and fish and then we had the guests names on top of the illustration itself so that was really fun kind of just like something that's a little bit different a little bit more playful which was really cool yeah even just those like wavy shapes or yeah mm. thinking outside the box what you can do not just like a rectangle <laughs> yeah a bit like, more custom with it yeah with stationery like the possibilities are like truly endless I guess I guess calling it stationary it's, is one thing, but it's also obviously the signage, the art. It's also like little installations and little kind of creative moments. So honestly, any I love it kind of when brides, they come with me and they've kind of got an idea, but they're not quite sure how to execute it. And then from there, I'm kind of being able to like talk them through the process of being like, oh, we can do this. And maybe like you want to have that kind of flower there. We can like put it here instead and kind of create, kind of helping the brides 
have their ideas that they've got in their head and then kind of putting it down physically on paper, I guess. You're super talented. It's been so lovely to chat to you. Is there anything else you want to say as we um, wrap up advice for people or yeah just let us know where people can follow and get in touch with you yeah I guess um people to follow me I'm, I'm on Instagram and TikTok as Brogan Scott Studio and then uh, my website is broganscottstudio.com but um yeah on my website there's a, a wedding inquiry form that you can fill out and I can get in touch that way um but yeah hopefully we've got lots of exciting well I've got lots of exciting um kind of designs coming up and lots of exciting weddings that I'm working on so I'm very excited to kind of share those with everyone it's very hard you kind of have to keep it secret for a while and then it's a big kind of like announcement (laughs) so fun though and we'll definitely share some of your work so people can get the visual as well because it is really beautiful but thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you so much for having me 